is my favorite sport. I like the way to dribble up and down the court. Just like I'm the king on the microphone. So it's Dr. J and Moses Malone. I like slam dunks and taking it to the hoop. My favorite play is the alley oop. I like the pick and roll. I like the give and go. Cause it's basketball by Mr. Curtis Blow. That's right, folks. Basketball is our favorite sport as the Longhorns men's basketball team, and the women for that matter, have been killing the game lately. Definitely not a football school, as we've said before on the podcast, but big win tonight for the men over the hated Oklahoma Sooners. We're going to get into that, as well as some football recruiting talk, a big name making an official visit to Austin, uh, a player and a coach. Oh, ooh, Creighton, ooh. Uh-huh. as well as uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what Texas needs to do to get to the level of Bama and Georgia since, let's all remember, Georgia, we beat Georgia, you know, three years ago in the Sugar Bowl, and now look where they are. <laughs> That's a are. good point. So, <laughs> a, a terrible way to put it, but I'm right. So, welcome back to another edition of the Bevo Boys. I'm Joe Scanlon, Creighton Branch on the other side of the microphone, and let's get into it, Creighton. The Texas Longhorns, ranked number 21 in the nation, takes down the Oklahoma Sooners on their home court, well, on our home court, uh, 66-52, to and if you watch this whole game, folks, you this one wasn't close mm-hmm. at all. We dominated from start to finish, which was a much... Much needed change of pace after the Oklahoma State loss. Definitely. Uh, I think what you saw, uh, well, the thing, so the thing is, is right before we uh, finished our game, Tech had just beat Baylor, who was the number one right. team in the nation, which I didn't think was possible. So that kind of led me to like look at this game a little different in, tor- in terms of the fact that Wins are going to be hard to come by for every team in the Big 12. So you take whatever you can get. So when it comes to beating Oklahoma 66 to 52, uh, you're I'm at the moment uh, where I'm just glad that we are sitting at two and one right now in the uh, conference uh, because it looks like it's not going to be very easy once again as it should be. You know, this is the Big 12. Whatever you want to say about their other at their as their other sports, their basketball is top notch and. Uh, when it comes to beating a team like OU 66 to 52, no matter what you think about how good OU is or isn't, wins are going to be hard to come by in this conference. So beating a team by 14 points, I think, is a very uh, good thing to – like, I think it's something that we can hang our hat on. Like, I don't think you should say, oh, you know, but it's Oklahoma. Nah. I think regardless, even though – I mean, in Oklahoma, it's 12 and 4. So, like, just that is, I think, a very – I think we should all be very happy that we won by as much – as we did, Joe, because I don't think that's going to happen a lot in this conference in the next two months. As you can see, over the past literally 24 hours, it is extremely tough from top down. Yeah, and uh, Chris Beer was talking about this on his program that he does, I guess, every week. Um, oh, was it yesterday? Yesterday or the day before? He was saying, you know, you can't look at the Big 12 until about halfway through oh. and gauge where you are. You Because it's just such a tough conference. And... By the way, Creighton, we're three and one, not two and one. We were two yes. and one. Oh, now you're right. I one. did one. Yes. Two. Oh, two. yes. West Virginia. Forgot about West Virginia when I was looking at this. Do schedule. not, do not jip us of our <laughs> wins, Creighton. <laughs> you're right. We need everyone we can get. 
Every win matters. But yeah, no, just the dominant performance. I mean, four starters scored double digits. Andrew Jones had a hell of a game, 22 points. Mm, season uh, high. Yeah, season high. Three off his record uh, for his career. Timmy had 10. Uh, Courtney had 10. Bishop had 10. Uh, Marcus played a solid game, five assists, nine points. Yeah, he's coming into his um, own, man. He really is. And, I mean, off the bench, I... What's what's up with our bench? I don't get it. Five <laughs> points? Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's, five points? It, yeah, it's... Uh... That's gonna hurt. That's gonna, it. Didn't hurt us tonight because our starters played oh, no, so but well. It'll, it'll get you when you're playing. You're playing like a let's say an Oklahoma State that uh you know they don't. Oklahoma State didn't have a deep bench either. But when 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 the five or six guys are just going crazy and you need more and you need somebody from your bench to help you out because your five or six are not going or five I guess are not going crazy. That's when that stuff comes in handy. So. Also against teams like Iowa State and Kansas, and I guess now you yeah. got to talk about Tech. You know those teams that run very deep. Uh, it's kind of weird, Joe, because this team does have the talent to go as deep as they want. I mean, everybody, everybody on this team can Grant, play. Grant, we said it. We said it about last year's team. We said that about last year's team. Different. I'll give you. A diff- <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try to make this one different because last year's team was an accumulation of, of like two or three years of players. Never mind, you're right. I'm gonna stop trying. <laughs> you're right. Never mind. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop trying. And it's true, but you gotta feel like maybe it's because these guys are like I don't know, for some reason I feel better about this team than I did last year. You know, I, I and I think I, I more so of a I will say now the Oklahoma State lost and I we had tweeted this out that it felt like last year. And the way they yeah. the, the way that they played felt like last year. But then they come out, and I feel like they're closer. They're the team is closer to a sixty six fifty two victory than it is to a sixty four fifty one loss in Oklahoma State. Like I think the team that we are going to know down the stretch is going to be closer to the one that we saw uh, against Oklahoma. Quite honestly, I would like to believe that. And yeah, with the bench, man. I mean, I, I admit it, it, it's got to get better. It's got to get a lot better. Uh, I'm hoping that this is one of those issues that gets cleaned up. That's really where I'm at with this. That maybe just because of the yeah. beginning of the season. I think, yeah, I think we're still learning each other because we Definitely. did just bring a mix, mix, mishmash of people. Um, it's always going to be tough. Uh, yeah, that Oklahoma State game, I think was just a fluke, honestly. Um, also, I, I, how do you say it? I, Gallagher, Iba, Gallagher uh-huh. Arena. Uh-huh. Like oh yeah, that's like that's that's like, a tough that's a tough arena to play. It's in. It's the same way I feel about going and playing in like Morgantown or Ames, Iowa, in football. You know, it's like it's just one of those things. It's a tiny arena. It's tiny. I remember yeah. when I visited OSU because it sits I went right to on college. the football stadium, right? Like right behind it. Yeah, yeah. it's one of those things. It's that yeah. building just, that's literally right behind the field goal. That it's literally yeah. and to get the balcony and you can walk out and watch the and it's like football steep. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 a tiny it's a tiny arena. They showed it to us. They're like, "Look, this is where the basketball team plays," and I was <laughs> like, "Cool!" Like so, uh, I think that was just a flu. I think I think we learned a lot from that and brought it into this game. Um, and I I, I think show- yeah. Oh, keep going. 
Oh, we shot, I mean, 46% from the field. That's not shabby. No. Oh, my God. OU was one of 13 from behind the arc. And I think I watched their only three, like the one time I looked up from my phone. Definitely. I was like, oh, they hit a three. Um, what? Speaking on the on the field goal percentage, I will say that, like, the one thing, I think we had mentioned this after the first or second game, honestly, uh, to bring this back up. When it comes to, like, the three-point percentage, it's not it's not that great, right? This team no. this team is that situ is in a, like a situation where I was I was talking about this I think yesterday. Um, they're not the team yet, and maybe they won't ever be this year. But hopefully they will because it's going to make their life a lot easier. They're not the team that can shoot themselves out of a slump. I feel like now when they're like when they're hot, you I mean watch out because they're not going to miss. But man, when they're right. missing shots left and right, like in Oklahoma State. I'm so I'm worried, man. Fork, I, fork, stick in. That, yeah, that, they can't they can't shoot themselves out of slumps like that, and they're gonna lose the game every time. That's one of my concerns. Other than the fact of their size being an issue, is is that if they're going, if they start off like one for eight, it's not gonna turn into like four for twelve. It's gonna be four for twenty. You know what I'm saying? Or five for twelve, or something like that. Half fifty percent, six for twelve. It doesn't right. get better. It just it just continues to get worse. Like that's the part that's scaring me. That could easily come and cost us down the road. Yeah, no, I agree. It's it's just, I guess we're just gonna have to either learn how to adjust to that or get hot, stay hot, and don't don't ever go cold, which our, is impossible yeah, for a basketball teams. So. You're right. Our starters are doing what they're supposed to do, though. They're getting double that's digits. True. Marcus Carr is finally starting to play like the number one transfer in the nation. And Trey Allen, I mean, Trey Allen, Trey Mitchell, uh, you can't really grade his game because he was just coming back off of COVID and he missed a few games. So I think he was actually pretty sick. So, uh, he only played two minutes. Yeah, I can't, I can't, and he only played two minutes. There you go. So for the two minutes he was actually in, you really can't grade. That's, I think, um, now, DeSue, uh, finally is getting some playing time. Yes. Uh, after, you know, finally coming back. He looks like, give him another month, he's probably going to be just fine. And our good friend Brock Cunningham seems to be that kind of dude that's going to be like the X factor down the stretch. Might not get you points, bro, but he's going to be, he's going to, you're going to, you're going to know him from time to time on the court. So they, they got players. Just the bench has to like be more efficient in the scoring aspect of things more than anything. Yeah, I agree. So up next for Texas. It's going to be Iowa State in Ames on Friday. Um, Then Kansas State. Then Oklahoma State at home. So uh, we get the Okies, the Okie Stagers out of the way. Cow pokes, go pokes, guns up, whatever. Pistols firing. That's their phrase. Sorry. Yeah, Uh, a pistol Pete. Yeah, pistols firing is what they, that's their. What do they call those slot things? Oh, I don't even know. Hazing sticks, it's kind of what they are. They have a name Definitely, for them. Uh, no, I don't know if they have a name for them. I don't know. I don't know why that popped in my mind, but um, do they bring them in for basketball? Oh, I doubt it. There's no way because they could be. They're too close to the players. What? I mean, oh, oh, they're called the paddle people, which oh, I didn't definitely know there was a people. sounds like hazing. So uh, oh, Oklahoma State God. hazes, and uh, moral of the story is. I mean, you know, yeah, exactly. And I keep, I look at the schedule and I go, 
wow, we got a tough start. But then you just keep looking at it and you go, golly, it's a gauntlet in this league. I mean, I can, I, I, I expect – I think we had six teams, seven teams get in the tournament this year. I mean, last there year. There is so. no, there is no easy game yeah. left on the schedule. We're, we're, oh, probably, we're probably going to have one, two, Kansas State. Three, that's it. Four, five. Oklahoma's probably going to get into the tournament, so you're probably going to have at least six. Iowa State's going to definitely get in. You're going to have maybe seven, maybe eight teams get in if Oklahoma State like can right their wrongs. Uh, they're yeah. eight and six, so if they can go on a winning streak, which it looks like they're primed to do. Uh, yeah. you know, they might have a chance and TCU is 10 and two, by the way, but I don't actually believe in that. Uh, so this is going to be tough, man. This is going to be tough, but this is why I wanted to play it. I wanted to play a tougher non-conference schedule. I get it. We played Gonzaga. I don't think playing the number one team in the nation one time is great. When you're when you go and you followed up with Northern Colorado and San Jose state and all these teams, like they need, they needed to play a couple of tournaments like the Maui tournament and something like maybe another one uh i wouldn't mind seeing battle for Atlanta's just a couple of those uh to to get going because i don't think that's going to help man but man you you got a tough one right here ksu oklahoma state tcu tennessee tech iowa state kansas baylor and then you finally get ou again oh hold on to your butts folks <laughs> Oh man, this is going to be an interesting rest of the season for the Longhorns. But I think we're okay. I think we'll be just fine, Graydon. So yeah, we, we can win. And, this podcast later if we aren't fine. But and um, you know, just good. tech tech finds a way to. I don't understand it, but they just rain on our parade. Yeah. We beat the Sooners, and they they beat the we number beat one team in the nation. Yeah. We've we've got to we've got to do that, anyways. So let's move on from basketball. Uh, quick check on the women; they're good, they're fine, they're doing great. Lost the tech too. Uh, they oh, did lose by the tech. way, yeah. by the way, I I did I did watch uh, Vic Schaefer and Krista get into it. Oh yeah, I finally, Dude, and, yeah, Krista, and, oh, man. and then they got into it again in, in their separate press conferences. Like so, not after the game, but later in the week, he had said something. And Krista got word of it, and so she started. It's crazy, man. I can't wait to watch it play again. That'll I know, I know. And so, yeah, the women, the women, what Vic Shaver's been able to do there in literally two years. I mean, think about what the team was pretty all right when, uh, and I say all right, I mean average. When he got there, and the first year he gets there, boom, Elite Eight, and we're not slowing down. We were a top 10 team before Tech beat us, and now we just won again. So, like, we're going to be – top 15 uh probably so i mean i can't say anything i mean he by far has out of all the new coaches best hire yeah besides i'm not gonna put david in that in that realm because he's he's been there for a few years already but the very newest coaches yeah definitely Vic Schaefer has been the best yeah i would say Schaefer then beard then sark but Sark's on the come up, my friends, and this is why. We just got a four-star linebacker, Larry Turner Gooden. Larry. Is, uh, La- Larry, Larry, Larry. <laughs> at the All-American Bowl, 
Uh, he did a nice little, you know, you know how they all do. They, they get the, the hat on, and, you know, yeah, put the hat on. I'll be playing at the University of Texas. And he's uh, he was an Arizona State commit um, from California. And I mean, this, this, this class, man, this <laughs> I was class about looks to say good. The same thing. This class <laughs> looks good. So I started, I started looking, uh, I went on, I went on the, uh, on two four seven, it was just like because I literally right, but while you were while we were connecting on Skype, and I started looking down the list, and I don't think I quite appreciated like how legit the the signing was, signing day was uh, a few weeks ago. Oh, that say he's a linebacker. Sorry, he's actually an athlete safety. He probably could play linebacker. He's a big kid. Well, that's so. I mean, like I think I think with honestly, like with with players like Micah Parsons, like doing what he does in the NFL now kind of playing yeah. everywhere, I think you're going to start seeing a lot more of that. Linebackers yeah. playing safety, safety playing linebacker. Well, uh, I mean, like, now, Grant, you need, you need to look at the athlete because I don't want Lady Janrish playing safety. No, that's true, too. I mean, yes, <laughs> I, don't do it unless you can. Yeah, don't. Right. don't but, yeah, I think I think Micah Parsons is going to be kind of that uh, model. model of – Kind of, you know, and Aaron, and like it's the same thing with like Von Von Miller and Miles Garrett are kind of that same way, you know, those really fast dudes on the line that aren't necessarily like, you know, five. They're not five hundred pounds, wow. but man, those kids can, you know, they're very yeah. strong and they can run a lot faster than you think. Those kind of hybridish players. So yeah, Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett looked like that in high school. Which I is, remember watching yeah. him play. It's... Was, I think he was juicing in, in, in middle school, high school. Yeah, nope. He went to Martin. I went to Bowie. I said, you think he was taking something? Oh, yeah. Do I think he was taking something? Nah, I don't know. No juicing. So. Okay. I think he had he had the beautiful, fortunate luck of puberty. Gotcha. Before everyone else. So, <laughs> way before everyone else. So, you know, yeah. Good this, for him. This uh, I didn't appreciate this. This too. This this signing day. Uh. You mean commit day? Yeah. What What am I trying to say? This 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 uh, signing class. Sorry, I I didn't I didn't oh. really. I mean, I I thought it was really good, but you start looking down the list, man. And dude, just, honestly, honestly, they were talking about this uh, three star cornerback, uh, Ronald Lewis, and they're like, he might not even come now because they have four star yes! safety B.J. Allen, four star cornerback Jalen Gilbo, four star safety Austin Jordan, and then Turner Gooden. So I mean. Here we go again, folks, as we've said before, and we've said it again on this podcast, and we're going to keep saying it on this podcast, we have the talent. Which is... We have the talent to win these games, to win a Big 12, to play for a national championship. God damn it, the coaching better be up to par this time. Which is why the Alabama-Georgia conversation we'll have here later in the podcast is so interesting, because when when you talk about being on the same level of getting the same players, we are right there, which is crazy. And look at the, look at the difference. Look at the difference. So like it, it, it's mind boggling. I mean, if you ask me, this, this is the fifth ranked team. I'm sorry. Fifth ranked uh, class in the nation. I'm, I'm kidding to say this is the best, like overall class, the way Steve has constructed this in quite some time, the way, that he has gotten the tackles and filled the team needs. And then on top of that, Joe has gotten some athletes 
and some just athletes, I mean, just some crazy good players. And the best thing was, was at the All-American Bowl, the people that stood out the most were the people that signed with us or that yeah. ended up committing with us earlier, I mean, later in that day. I mean, we had a great All-American Bowl. And you you mentioned the, the, the new ones, the new signees. These kids, man, I mean, I, I keep saying it, like every time we get somebody – uh, you know, they're, they're very fast. They have an eye for the ball, da, 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 but it's true. It's true. They're very good. And uh, I really like the athlete uh, mark that they've given, that they've given him. And, uh, oh no, I just lost my train of thought. Yeah. Anyways, I, I, I just, I like, I like the, uh, Anyways, I just like I like I like huh. I like what we what we got uh, over the past week after signing day after national signing day. Yeah, we we picked we picked up some really good dudes, man. And we did. <laughs> the defense looks. I mean, like we just gotta develop. The I just don't want to be like. Just part of me is like, stop doing this because you know you're gonna have your hopes up, and then it's not gonna work out. But man, I mean, like these players are not far off from who played. On Monday night, you know what I'm saying, and so it's like, dude, like how you got to do something now. Maybe, maybe this year, Joe, we it gets crazy good and everything falls into place. Uh, but don't don't say that the reason Texas is not quote unquote back is because they're not recruiting right. They've fixed that issue. They have clearly fixed that issue. Yeah, no, they've. Yeah, it's not the recruiting, it's the development. Hopefully Sark and his guys can do that for once, please. Yeah, because once again, you. they've gotten another set of really, really good players over the past week. And and Jacoby Matthews is still in the haunt. He's not trending our yeah. way. Um, there's another linebacker, and then uh, Devin Campbell. I believe Devin, Kev- I think, Devin Campbell I think will coming. be a horn pretty soon. I think he will be a yeah. horn pretty soon. He's signing in February, yep. yep. I, I have a feeling. I... I I would be you want to put a wager on it? You want to put a wager with the good listeners of the Vivo Boys podcast? What do you got to do if he doesn't sign? What do I got? Got to delete the Twitter account. Ah, oh, see, stop! I can poke oh, fun of too, too jokes, soon. everybody. How too about soon. that? Yeah, that's what I thought. Too soon. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, I'll sing the uh, whatever. Whatever. What's his? What's his crystal ball look like? What's his other school that he's looking at? Uh, Alabama, I think. Is it Alabama? Okay, let's look. Yeah. If he goes, okay, tell you what, if, if he doesn't sign with us, I'll sing the Aggie fight song, word for word. And, yeah. and if anybody knows me, you know that you you know how much that would pay me to do. Okay. I will. You heard it here Aggie first, folks. Song. If Devin Campbell does not, if, if Devin Campbell does not sign with the Texas Longhorns. Crane Branch will sing Hullabaloo Connect Connect God bless me. on this podcast. <laughs> and I, I will sing it with my I will sing it with pride and I will not sound like it is uh, excruciating. I will sing it like I'm Why is gonna sing it with pride? Yeah, oh that's my God. how yeah, that's how confident I am. And and we're on a video chat, so I'll make sure he sways during the uh Saw Varsity's <laughs> horns off part. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. So just thinking moving about on it. to 
Move, yeah, let's let's hope he signs. Uh, moving on to some other recruiting news, real quick. Uh, former Oklahoma wide receiver Mario Williams, he is officially visiting Texas. He uh, went to the transfer portal after Lincoln Riley said, "Bye, I'm gonna go live in L.A." And uh, hey, I mean, he's the number seven ranked transfer in the nation. I mean, that'd be man, Mario Williams and X. Oh yeah, that, I mean, I. I, I here's the thing you start to think about it um when it comes to guys like well really receivers it it seems like i I, we haven't really seen in terms of steve sarkeesian what exactly yes i get it uh you know two was great uh mac jones had an all-time year last year kind of thing and Steve was there, but I think I think it's safe to say that Steve's calling card at this moment is his wide receiver, uh, the way he can develop some wide receivers because he's got Devontae Smith, Heisman winning wide receiver. He got Xavier Worthy, who is I would think most people would say is the best player besides Bijan Robinson, maybe not just on the offense show, but on the team entirely. What, can you go that far and say that? Is Xavier Worthy the second best player on the entire team? He's definitely the second best player on offense. And now you might have another great. I mean, I I think Steve, it, I think Steve's got the wide receiver room, kind of like how he had the he fixed the running back room. I think he's going to have these guys back to where they they should be. I mean, you don't have to rely on a one single Colin Johnson, a one single. Uh, Xavier Worthy. Now you can have two or three guys line up, and everybody is ridiculously good. It's kind of the same thing that he left Alabama with. I mean, Williams and Mechie and all these kids. You know, uh, Mechie got hurt obviously in the SEC championship, but everybody knows what his path's going to be. And the same thing with Williams, who was going to be probably going off in Monday if he didn't get hurt. So Steve Sarkeesian, man, I think he's the uh, wide receiver whisperer. I believe so, honestly, and like we said, with Xavier, with Jordan, who I, I hope Jordan, Jordan has yes. a great year this year. Jo- man. Jordan, before he started going down with injuries, man, he, the first few games, he no, he he, he was the most reliable receiver, especially on third yeah. downs. On third downs, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. So I'm hoping he can stay healthy this year. I want him to have at least one good year on the 40 acres because – God, it's really feeling like Jonathan Gray part two. Uh, oh, oh, I, I, I know. So, and anybody coming from OU, everybody thinks their OU receivers are fantastic. I mean, look what everybody said about C.D. Lamb and Hollywood Brown and whoever else. So, Mario Williams. God, Hollywood Brown. That feels like forever ago. I know, Mario Williams, man. He should, he should be good now. I know he's thinking about USC. We'll see if he goes and follows homeboy. Uh to USC, and then we'll see if Caleb Williams does the same. But he had a visit, so as long as they didn't yeah. talk money. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. It's not about the money. Jeez. Whatever his face was. Kobe McKenzie. There I don't even go. remember his name because he's Ouch. so irrelevant. Anyways, uh, so let's move on to one more name that's on the move, possibly to the 40 Acres. Gary Patterson mm-hmm. taking a visit. Looking around, Texas posted a job about what special assistant to the head coach. Yeah, sounds like something Gary would love to do in his, I guess, quote unquote retirement. 
<laughs> I mean, I. But then again, like, didn't we hire Beatty to help out, and like he didn't help out at all in 2018? I would. I, I. I. To be fair, I would put Gary Patterson a step above. Yeah, that's true. I'd put I'll, Gary. I'll I think Gary. I think Gary Patterson has proven that he's a step above. You know. And, yeah. Um, if he could help the defense, that'd be great. Honestly, screw it. Like, if the defense sucks next year, like, have Patterson take over the defense. No, no, I think no, he'd no, do no. It. Good point. No, because I think I said this. I said this the other day too. Uh, not on this podcast, but I think I was on this conversation. I totally think it's in the cards that you do get Gary Patterson, and if he and if uh, Quickowski, I was trying to say his initials. I didn't want to butcher the name. PK. PK, I always say KP. PK, I watch too much Mavericks. PK, uh, if he doesn't do good, I think it's highly possible that gets the boot and he slides right in. I I don't think that's out of the question, quite honestly. And I mean, who's gonna be upset about that? Not me. <laughs> no. Gary Patterson made TCU's defense that, into the yeah. one of the best defenses in the nation who's back the one in the uh, like two thousand tens. Or like 2000s. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he so, made TCU. Like, TCU is so good. They won that Rose Bowl. Uh, you know, yeah. he, he's a great coach. And he has turned some really great, some pretty all right players into really good NFL Jerry, players. Uh, Jerry, what's his face? Was pretty big for a little bit. I uh, his name. What's Jerry? I don't remember. Played for TCU. Ah, yeah, Jerry. 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 Tank Carter, though. Tank Carter was a name. Yes, yes. and With you know, all the armbands. Yes. The, and, yeah. like, uh, he turned he turned Trevon Boykin into an NFL talent when a lot of people didn't think Trevon Boykin could make it in the NFL. And he was and just a straight-up Boykin. Coach. Yes. And then Trevon Boykin ruined it yes. because he, he didn't yes. know what to do off the field. <laughs> yes, but, you know, you can only you can only take it so far. You can only you can only help somebody so so. I mean, but he turned Trevon Boykin into far more than just a college quarterback. Um, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton, who's absolutely, you know, I will, I will not, I will not get into. He him, was a good college quarterback. He was he, a good college quarterback. He was a great college quarterback, and he's a all right NFL talent. Um, and the fact that Gary Patterson was able to do that and make him turn him into somebody that you believe could win 14 <laughs> games on the Dallas Cowboys. That's saying, that's saying a lot, quite honestly. Um, somebody that you believe can take you to a playoff uh, run through, through the playoffs and go to the Super Bowl. If, Andy, if, if, if Gary Patterson can make somebody like Andy Dalton that, then, I mean, I mean he, we're good to go. Sky's the limit. Yeah, Sky's we're good to limit. go because – I'm here. I'm here to tell you, man. I didn't have that faith in Andy Dalton, but he made you believe so. So, I hope he comes. I think that it's. I don't. I always say where there's smoke, there's fire, and it usually works out that way. I think that there's a very high chance he does come. I certainly hope so. So, we need one it. last thing before we uh, wrap up the podcast. Um, so, the national championship was uh, two nights ago. Who did you have? And. Who did I have in the game? Yeah. Well, I bet, uh, and I bet on Bama because you don't bet against the devil. Ooh, like, let me tell you a story while we're at it okay. about betting. About betting. So yeah. we. Uh, hey, I haven't lost as much money this time. I think I'm up like four hundred bucks total. God. So uh, <laughs> they had my cousin had put some bets down, and 
we bet on so the opening the opening the opening score would be a, would be a field goal nice we bet that the first touchdown <laughs> the first touchdown would be scored by Ryan Robinson wow okay. yeah, yeah, yeah 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 we got that one we hit on the what did we hit on okay we hit on the on the overs of the second half okay okay and we hit on the first touchdown for Georgia was going to be for was going to be white okay okay so we're doing so, so <laughs> you're rich we're doing pretty you're good rich. all right and then we yeah. put a bunch of money on what was it i think we put a bunch of we we changed the uh the bet in the second half we did alabama by three or some oh, no. yeah oh no is right Oh no, that's right. Oh, oh no, we were sitting good so, for a second. So all that, we were all that money you lost because all you had to do was lose by one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And oh no, and then he threw the pick, pick six. six. <laughs> well, no, they would have lost by they would have lost by eight. No, but they're they they were yes, but the whole point was trying to get into overtime. Oh, yes. Okay. So like yeah. the pick six sealed the deal. Yeah, yes. that's brutal. Yes. So did you lose all the money you made? Yes. <laughs> we got you guys are like, idiots. Like you set, set like your bets and don't little... touch them. <laughs> set wild. your bets and don't touch them during the game, you dumbasses. Oh, my God. Oh, and we did That's... the overs for the entire game, which if they went to overtime, you, you easily would have won that because yeah, six points would have put it over. Been. So there you go. There's a little story. I know. <laughs> At least there wasn't a no. That's the wrong. That's guy the wrong moment. Yeah. I, you uh, know, NFL story. has not that's been here as fun without without that moment this year. No, no, it hasn't. That that was that was fantastic. <laughs> Your demise. Who, who scored? Uh, no. Oh god, that was that's a story for. <laughs> was that a day, Sunday though. or Monday? Um, no, that was Sunday but, night. That was a Sunday night game. That was a Sunday night game. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so I, was, I had to go back to Oklahoma. Anyways, that's a story for another time, folks. Um. <laughs> Like I was saying, Bama, Georgia. Um, what does Texas have to do to get to the level of Bama and Georgia? And we touched on it with the recruiting talk. We have the recruits. We have the players. We need to develop them. And or Sark needs to sell his soul to the devil. Because I'm pretty sure that's what Nick Saban did. I'm pretty sure. It's it's. This was the thought. I mean, I was good. I was thinking about it. I forgot that we had played Georgia until you just said it at the start of the yeah. podcast, but I had been thinking about, you know, what is so different between this Texas team and the Georgia and well, Alabama. Okay. You, you know, I, I have one difference between okay. this Texas and Georgia team from three years ago and this team. Now, uh, one of those teams didn't want to be there. At the Sugar <laughs> um, so that, that's a big factor you have to take into consideration. You're right. If the team doesn't want to be there, they're most likely not going to win the game. So, um, you know, that's unfortunate. Unfortunate, but you know, gotta tip your hat to Georgia. They wanted to be there but, last night. So yeah, so. And you, yeah, you're right. They wanted it more. And so, like, I think there's. I think this is one of the most interesting conversations as Horns fans you can have because I'm gonna start. I'm gonna throw some stuff out to you. So, obviously, it's not recruiting, right? Not recruiting nope. because when it comes when it comes to rankings. It's usually in the past like six, five, six, seven years, it's been Alabama one. And then for a few years, it was Georgia one, Alabama two. And then it was Alabama one, Georgia two. And then just this past year, A&M has 
contending for the spot. So what I'm saying by that is that if for the most time it's been Alabama, Georgia at number one, and then in the top five, top 10, it's been Texas and the players, the difference in players is not a lot because you see teams like Notre Dame, uh, teams like Notre Dame, teams like Cincinnati, Joe, that are not getting talent that's not anywhere near the top 10. And they're finding a way to get in the playoffs with Notre Dame's case more than once. So obviously it's not recruiting. Now, is it coaching? Well, I don't know, Joe. Is it coaching? Because I get it. Tom Herman wasn't the best, but Tom Herman did win a Sugar Bowl. So he did show you he had something there. Steve Sarkeesian clearly has something on offense, right? Because he did it against, he did it with Alabama last year. So is it coaching? Uh, I'm not, I don't know. And then you go, well, we didn't have a quarterback with Casey Thompson and Hudson Card. Well, can you say that Stetson Benson or whatever the fourth? Is he the best quarterback you've ever seen, Joe? No. No. He was handing the ball off most of the time. So, yeah, so no, he was I don't know if special. you could toss it up to quarterback play being the issue because we said, oh, once we get Quinn Ewers in, maybe that's the difference. But is right. it when guys like Stetson Benson – is that it's his last name, correct? Bennett. It's Bennett, Stetson Bennett. Bennett, yeah. Bennett. Sorry, Stetson. Anyways, not that you're ever going to come across, but Stetson Bennett. When you have guys like that, or uh, even, to be fair, like just some of the Alabama quarterbacks in the past, like a Jake Coker or dudes like that, that are not. Yeah, wow, yeah, what yeah. a name. Yeah. I forgot about him. Yeah, or like, or, or any of those dudes. Matthew that, Stafford? Yeah, that aren't, that aren't that amazing, but they're playing in championship hey, well, games Matthew and Matthew Stafford winning. was pretty amazing. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, Matthew was, but. Like, it's not just quarterback play. So why is it? If Texas has the recruits, it clearly doesn't have to be – you don't have to have the all-time greatest quarterback ever. Your your coaching staff is somewhat competent because Steve Sarkeesian has shown he can do it on the highest level. And, like, why can't – why can't we do well, it? Well, let, let's, let's, let's remember, Creighton, it was his first year, and now he's getting his guys that fit his system into Texas. So – I think we're going to see a big difference this next year. I do really you do. feel like and... after after watching, maybe not, but do you? But now that you're looking at it two days later, and you're looking at what I just said with Stetson, and the you know not being the best, and uh, it was more so about Georgia's defense than anything. Do you think that Steve Sarkeesian, like if he doesn't win ten games with the the dudes he just got, plus the guys coming back in his second year? Does he get another pass for a third year? I or don't should he... know. If we, I, I'll tell you this: we lose to Kansas, he's not coming back on the bus or the like, plane. like, That's like, like. Answer. I get that we we shouldn't give these we should give these coaches time, but dude, we ain't recruiting two star players in Cincinnati yeah, no, having to build a ten year yeah. culture. Like, no, it's, like these it's... kids, Alabama, they they lose Williams the other day uh, in in what the first or second quarter. Yeah, and I'm not saying I'm not saying that eighty four. Uh, the freshman wide receiver was all that great. Uh, but I guarantee you, he's from Florida. I guarantee you, Joe, he was one of the best in his state. And it's like slotting just another robot in there, dude. I mean, like, they don't lose a step. And I, he didn't drop – I mean, he didn't catch all the balls, but it is not that big of a drop-off. So I'm baffled, quite honestly. Like, yeah, Texas, no, is, Texas, there should be – the answer for me right here is that Texas should not be a five and seven team 
because they are pl- they are recruiting and they are buying things and investing in things like a 14 and 0 team. And that's yeah. the what do we I mean well, I could tell you one thing. I think culture has a lot to do with it too. Um I think Tom's culture was very toxic. What about Charlie's? Um I think Charlie Charlie just wasn't a good coach. That's fair. I mean okay. So while Tom was a better coach, his culture was toxic. And okay, so, so you got to have a good you have to have a good coach with a good culture. And I think that's what Sarkeesian's trying to do there. I think the boosters need to keep their grubby little hands out of it, honestly, personally. Um <laughs> And yeah, but we're the, they're the reason. We the, get not air, all of them. Not all the boosters. Buffets. Not all the boosters are bad, but I think some of them want a little more power than they need to have, and some of them are the boosters. You know, you're like, oh, we we want this kid. All right, hey kid, I'll give you a million dollars. Like, where would we be? Let's say they keep Matt Brown two to three more years. Two to three more years. You go eight and four, eight and four, nine and you know nine and three, something like that. I mean, where would this team be if they hadn't fired Matt Brown and hired Charlie Strong and went six and seven? I think we still would have hired Tom Herman. You, th- you think so? We would have skipped over Charlie Strong. It would have been Tom Herman. So, honestly, the way it sounds like, it sounds like the conclusion of this is we just botched two coaching hires. I think we botched two coaching hires, Craig. Which is awful. Which that is, is awful. awful. That I is mean, awful. In fact, but, you're I the mean, University I, of we, Texas. Well, we learned from our mistakes with this past one. We freaking hired a coach from a Division One program, like a. Power I agree. Five that was also, I think, a big deal. That... Instead of a Louis Louisville, Louisville which is not Houston. a football powerhouse, and Houston, which is Louisville, literally had the greatest quarterback in the history of their program play. Uh, yeah. And then, they ha- and then and then and then they and then had, they had Lamar Jackson. Then they yeah. had the greatest player in the history of the of the program play after him. So yeah. they just went on a really great like five year stretch, and yeah. uh, I think that's why Charlie Strong got the got the job. Now he didn't coach Lamar, but I'm just saying, Louisville is not a powerhouse. They just had a really great four or five years, and then Houston. Yeah. Can you credit Tom Herman for Houston? I guess so. Sure. Uh, Case Keenum. Case Keenum, okay, there you go. So I guess the simple answer is maybe we just flat out botched two coaching hires that an Alabama and a Georgia did not because they clearly got it right on Nick Saban and they yeah, got yeah. it right. And I don't think the Nick Saban one was that hard because he had already won at LSU. Uh, Kirby Smart got it right on him. I mean, they've stuck with him for a while, but I mean, Georgia's been relevant for five or six years now. Yeah. So like, no, they're they they're in the playoff. They're winning games during the championship. That's enough for for a team. Like that's all Texas needs to do. They don't need to win the championship every year. But you gotta at least you, you gotta get nine to ten wins and stop stop making us believe that you're gonna lose seven games in a in a year. Like that's the difference. Like like I know we were we were going on this topic, but man, like you just look at the teams, Joe, on Monday. And there's not that much different in the way that we operate and who we get compared to them. But Georgia's got almost 10 more wins than we do this year. It's execution, it's coaching, it's culture. And like I said, hopefully Sark's able to turn all that around and develop players and you know, have a good winning culture and no more wiffle ball on Fridays. That was the stupidest thing. <laughs> I told you that was the stupidest thing. But we'll just have to wait yeah. and see. It's it's It's... It's go time. It's go time. There is is. no excuse for Sark next year. There's no excuse for Sark next year. I get it. 
I get it. Like, I totally understand when guys say, hey, you got to let him get his guys in. You got to let him build the culture. You know, you got to let him establish a program. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. No, I'll tell you this, Crane. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I think we need to get rid of this goddamn entitlement shit. I think a lot of these the players, players are entitled. Both. But, yeah. I mean, uh, like, the, I feel like a lot of the players, especially in Tom's tenure, were entitled. Oh, I'm playing at Texas. I'm good. I don't need Definitely. to. Blah, 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 blah. And I think Stark's trying to change that. And if he's able to do that, this team's going to win a Big 12. I, can, I don't I can and, just see and that right that's now. A great, that's a great point you bring up because I think if you ask, I'm not quite sure there's an entitled player on the University of Alabama, and half those guys are going to go to the NFL. Yeah, no. Well, yeah, that's because they know. Okay, well, you know why? Because Nick Saban, if you were entitled and Nick so, Saban so caught you saying. being entitled, so you're dead. You He's going to kill you. So there you go. So, yeah. so, like, that's what I'm saying is, like, like, oh, my God. Like, is that, like, so, 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 Steve, I guess, needs to be the one to figure it out. And if he can't figure it out, Joe, what do we do then? I don't know. Man. Because, like, Joe, I mean, not. I and like I was saying, I get it. You gotta get, you gotta let them build the program. Da 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 da. But dude, like, it doesn't take Nick Saban four years to develop the kids he got four years ago. You know what I'm saying? Right. It take like those dudes take a year, and they're good. Yep. You know, they're they're yep. studs by sophomore year. So he yep. he should be this. There should be no reason you you don't win at least nine games. Probably should win ten. Uh, given the fact that and you play are for playing, a Big Twelve, yeah. play for a Big Twelve, and and definitely, if the given the fact that now Caleb Williams, who everybody thought was the next descendant of Eli Manning and Peyton, hey, Manning whoa, whoa, and, hold up, hold up, hold up, Dylan Gabriel, Dylan Gabriel's pretty good. Every every quarterback combined into one was Caleb Wait, Williams. Time out, time out, Creighton, time out. Uh, uh, Gabriel. Dylan Gabriel's pretty the good. University of Central Florida is a good player. Okay. Well, they said Jackson Dart might transfer from USC. To where? Oklahoma. For what reason? What does he to need play to quarterback? But Gabriel just transferred. Guess he's going to compete. I don't know. Oh my! Everyone's just going to come to. And here's the deal. Should we give Steve a pass because he got Quinn Ewers? Like, should no. you get? I mean, that's the thing. No, this is all. This all goes into next kid, year. The kid is literally the highest-rated quarterback since Vince Young. Like, no, there's no pass at this so point. So I think you it's better. fair to say, wrapping all this up, that when you look at an Alabama, you look at Georgia play on Monday, and those teams are doing what Texas does. I think it's fair to say that as as podcasters and fans, uh, responding both to, to CDC and Steve Sarkeesian and whoever else on Twitter's talking, I think it's fair for us to say, yeah. We can't expect the best, and we can't expect you to win 10 games in your second year. And it's not beneath – I mean, it's not above us to assume that you're going to be amazing in your second year. Yeah. That's fair. Because I'm frustrated. Uh, yeah, we're all frustrated. It's been 10 years of frustration. It's been 11 years at this point of frustration. So – Yeah, it's just – We'll see. Got to we'll do just it. Have to he's see. got it. He's it, 2022 started on Monday for football night, and it, it's it's he's he's got to get it done because Alabama rolls into Austin in the second game of the year. Oh God! Don't remind me. So don't remind so me. you're gonna you're uh, gonna get a good test of where you stand against the best in the nation real early. So real quick before we end the podcast, uh, congrats to. Uh, Casey Thompson, he's now playing in my neck of the woods over at Memorial Stadium. He's now the 
Nebraska Cornhuskers quarterback because there's no way he's not going to be the quarterback. He's the best quarterback in that room by far. Logan Smothers is not that good. Um, Chupa Purdy, I've never even heard of the dude, but apparently he's supposed to be good. Down in the depth chart. Um, Yeah. It's almost like I cover them for my job or something. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Heinrich Harburg's going to just sit there. I think Logan Smothers is going to transfer, honestly, because he's going to not want to sit behind Casey for two years. Um, So good for Casey. So um, got, so so have, have fun with Scott Frost. Absolutely. Which, by the way, have... <laughs> Scott Frost, congratulations. He's sticking around. I just can't. Yeah, believe he it. is. Oh, that's old news. But yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. I just every day I wake yeah. up and I can't believe that Scott Frost is still going to be there. Yeah, you got to no, congratulate but... the guy because every day and, might be his last. Hey, they you got to congratulate worse. him because I mean, worse. honestly, from the rumors I've heard, he gets around Lincoln apparently. So. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. All rumors, unsubstantiated. Not gonna go into details, but um, you know. But you know, you know what, you know what. This is good that you brought Nebraska in this conversation. Actually, in a way, if Texas was playing, if Texas was recruiting the way Nebraska does, and they were developing the way, or they were, if they were recruiting the way that Nebraska does, and they were investing the way Nebraska does, sure, eight wins, seven wins, that's fine. Oh God! They, Nebraska can't even get that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Six wins. Yeah. That's what I would expect, but they're not. Yeah. These dudes are yeah, recruiting they're, like, they're, like yeah. you know, four or so. five stars. Yep. That's all I'm saying, folks. That's uh, all I'm boy. saying. Creighton's worked up. Creighton's on fire, folks. <laughs> yeah. Holy moly! That's all I'm um, saying. So yeah, that'll do it for another edition of the Bevo Boys. As we all saw, I did not go to the championship game. Craig oh yeah, last week. So <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up. Told you, folks, he did not go. He did not go. And you know what, Joe? The tickets were still like four hundred dollars at halftime. So good job on that one. I was right. Okay. Right. All right. Yeah, you were right. Okay. Good for you, bud. Good for you. So next time you try, next time you try to flex, why don't you actually mean it? That's what I thought. <laughs> Uh, hey, I'm going to Lawrence in two weeks to watch Kansas versus somebody. Hey, co- come up to my neck of the woods. March 5th, Texas, Kansas. That's the only time I'd go to Kansas. I ain't going to Kansas to watch some rando. Well, well yeah. Well, I'm just going because our good friend Tyler, who, you know, we work for him now kind of. So yeah. He, he went to Kansas. He said the tailgate scene's great. For basketball, right? <laughs> yeah, for basketball. Yeah, not for football. Why don't you ask him how the tailgate is for football? Do yeah. they have one? They might. I don't know. Hey, technically, Texas. I think Texas plays at Kansas next year, so I want to come up for that. Yeah, you we'd can... get to see. We'd get. <laughs> we'd either get to see another heartbreaking defeat, or we'd get to see them beat the shit out of them. You can see two. the. You can see the. What's that stadium called? I don't even know. Well, uh, uh, you can see the sadness that. Uh, that is, what's their stadium? Wow, look this up. You can see the you can see the sadness that is David Booth Memorial Stadium in, David in person. David Booth Memorial Stadium, or Bill Self, man. I'm thinking about going to Manhattan to see uh, Adrian Martinez transfer to Kansas State. That'll be fun beating his ass. So, <laughs> dear Lord. Yeah, but uh, okay, that's it. That's another edition of the Bevo Boys. We're going to be back next week, of course, with more basketball, some more recruiting probably, um, more hot takes. And remember, Creighton will sing the Aggie uh, War Hymn or the fight song. I'll sing both. Oh, he's doubling down. He's doubling down. He's going to sing the Aggie War Hymn and the fight song. If that's not the same thing, I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, thank you. 
I, actually, but I'm not sorry. Screw A&M. Anyways, if Devin Campbell does not sign with the Texas Longhorns, Creighton singing Aggie songs. This is great. This has been another edition of the Bevo Boys. Always remember, the eyes of Texas are upon you and...